Welcome to another episode of Slide Between the Pages with your hosts, Beck and Amanda. This podcast is dedicated to our love of sexy, spicy, dark and gritty romance novels. Please be warned that our episodes are explicit and do contain spoilers. If you have any triggers, please check each book we recommend before you read them. Otherwise, hang on tight and enjoy the ride. Friends, welcome. Welcome. This is the final episode of the year. (laughs) The final episode of 2022. And look, we must say there has been some delays, some delays, some inconsistencies, but never fear. Inconveniently got in the way. Life did inconveniently get in the way. Honestly, it was the post-COVID struggles, like, of actually having a year where everything was on again. It was exhausting. I'm so tired. So freaking tired. Um, But, yes, as a result, there were some delays. And I think we need to plan a little bit better as well because – we did not expect life to be that busy again. Um, but, yes, we we never fear. We're not going anywhere. We're still no, here. No, you're stuck with us. You can't get rid of us. You'll hear our lovely cadence through your headphones or your car, wherever you listen. Um, but this episode is two author spotlights. Mm-hmm. So we did speak to Isla Glass and Addison and we're going to put all their details in the show notes. Um, But we just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. (laughs) It's a bit, it's a bit after the fact, but we hope everybody has had a lovely Christmas period. I know we're in the week that doesn't really exist at the moment. Um, It's just a blur of days and lots of eating um, but we do hope you all have a wonderful New Year's, whatever you're going to do. We're probably going to do nothing because I'm just so over New Year's. Like, I feel like it's just very overrated. I'm, I just don't think I have the energy. <laughs> no, I've got, there's nothing left in the tank. I'm definitely <laughs> like, I mean, we're recording this at 9.30 on, at night. And this is part. This is past my bedtime. I just don't like. I feel like I'm going to watch the nine o'clock fireworks and then fall asleep. And then I'll fall asleep. Absolutely. Um. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll have like a burst of energy and I'll just be on party party for one. (laughs) Party for one. (laughs) But anyway, we have been reading some awesome books. Mm Hmm. Some awesome books recently. Um, I'm ca- finally catching up on my TBR. Oh my god, Beck's finally catching up on a slowly, TBR. <laughs> but nevertheless, catching um, up. Yeah, absolutely. And look, if you want to keep up with our antics, even if we haven't got an episode out, we are always posting book recommendations on Instagram and on TikTok, um, and we usually post a bit of an update of what we're up to on TikTok as well. So you can go and follow us there if you're not already. Uh, This is the final episode of the year. We're not going to start back official episodes until February 2023, but we do have a special edition episode, Mm -hmm. which we've already recorded, which will be airing 
in January, the first week of January, uh, which is with Jamison Lang. Mm-hmm. And that was actually a really cool interview. So don't miss it. We're even going to start being like a little bit techie and I'm going to post snippets. Yeah, remember I told you I'm going to post snippets oh, of the right. video. We're posting video snippets. Yeah. That's yep. right. Yep. So um, you can see little kind of sneak peeks of it coming up, but it will be released in the first week of January. Then there'll be a little bit of a break actually planned this time. And <laughs> and then we will start officially with season six in February 2023. And we do have quite the lineup in store for you. Quite the lineup. Quite the lineup. <laughs> the lineup so don't miss is- it. <laughs> but thank you very much for all your support um we were very excited with our spotify wrapped results and mm. we hit the um we hit the charts a few times this year we as did. well we did we in did. a number of countries so we can only thank you for listening along with us and keeping up with our crazy antics um and we can't wait to spend 2023 with you as well Yay. (laughs) Beck needs to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, friends. Bye. Bye. Friends, welcome back to another episode of Sly Between the Pages. And today we are joined by the lovely Isla Glass. Welcome, Isla. Hello. (laughs) Very happy to be here. (laughs) We're, We're happy to have you. So you are a Canadian steamy romance author and you've been publishing romance books since 2020. Um, You write steamy adult romances with some forbidden aspect to them, mostly age gap, which we're here for. Um, And they have been all contemporary until now, which you're up, well, it's coming up to you releasing a paranormal romance. Yeah, yeah, first one. I've always been really into the paranormal genre, but I haven't had a chance to written it yet, so I was very excited about this one. Yeah, we, well, I'm a big paranormal romance fan. Beck likes paranormal romance. She's not as into it as me, but I tell her which ones she has to read, so she goes <laughs> over and does it. <laughs> it's it's because, and I, I look, I've said this a few times now, I love watching paranormal like shows. I'm obsessed. But mm. when it comes to reading it, I just get very confused <laughs> with what's happening or like the different terminologies. Like, I don't know. But if it's just basic paranormal, like my mind can comprehend what's happening. <laughs> so tell us like a you go. go ahead. <laughs> no, you oh, go. Well, I was right. just going to say my paranormal book is uh, Werewolves, or uh, just one uh, werewolf auction romance. Basically, she just got fired just before the holidays, and her coworker, who also got fired, found this auction that um, she can go to. The only catch is that like you kind of have to get knocked up in order to (laughs) to be accepted you have to be willing to and then there's the werewolf that um is looking to um you know have a mate and uh 
what's the word like just have kids and like uh, his legacy and things like that to elongate it because it kind of all ends with him so he's like oh well I might as well just give it a go and then he meets this wonderful lady on the stage and brings him back brings her back to uh, his place in New Orleans and they have a lot of fun <laughs> wow it sounds fun <laughs> So See, tell I us can, a bit. I can do werewolves, right? Like that's really. I mean, you got that. You got that concept. I've got the werewolf. I've got the vampire part. <laughs> she gets confused when there's powers and fairies. Like fairies. And she's trying fairies. to understand all of that type of concept. She gets confused with that. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know why. <laughs> I think I just. I think it's just. I just do it myself. It's in my. It's all in my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So tell us a bit about the different um, books and series that you've got out, just kind of, I guess, like the tropes that are involved and what people can expect from reading your books. Um, they kind of jump all over the place. The I think two cons- or two, three consistencies is insta-love, um, forbidden, and all smut no plot kind of books it's, you know, you know. <laughs> we love we love a good I mean, they, the, the longest book. yeah the longest one i wrote is maybe 100 pages and that's they're usually between i mean my shortest ones are maybe around 40 pages and then 100 pages is the longest one but they're generally in the 70 page mark so you're not getting world development there it's just smutty fun if you're in the mood for something <laughs> short like a palate cleanser i think yeah, yeah yeah so if you like yeah if you like forbidden steamy palate cleansers i might <laughs> have something that you like because they're yeah. all also kind of different too because i have like office romance uh lots of age gaps with extra tropes like dad's best friend or uh best friend's older brother kind of and then I have one four book series that's all teacher student except for the last one which is principal student but all centered around age gaps they're four friends and they have uh, I guess similar tastes in men I guess (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I did an alien book recently in October okay that was that was fun. That that was a a new one. I love that. Yeah. I think like yeah, short, you know, short one. <laughs> you don't have as many restrictions when we're talking about aliens either, because you know, like you can make whatever you know parameters up that you want to exist. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So, and you've got three books coming out in the next well about 10 days away so what what's what have you got coming up so i've got the paranormal werewolf book that's december 16th before that is uh his christmas wish which is a uh contemporary 
office romance between the boss and the uh, the assistant and it's a grumpy sunshine she doesn't really like christmas and he loves christmas oh i like kind that of stuck spin. together i know i love that i love that he's the one that yeah, loves I christmas <laughs> yeah um yeah so they kind of just get stuck together because she's not the easiest person to get along with anyone and because she doesn't really get Christmas she's not spending it with family and his parents are on a cruise so they kind of end up spending it together and she kind of realizes that she kind of likes him and he's always liked her I love that so that's the yeah and then on December 28th I have um, a book called uh, A Hot Wife Office Party, which is uh, more erotica, but it does end in a happily ever after. And it's been fun. I've never written erotica. And it was really fun. Like, and I, it was interesting because I've written quite a few books, but this one was the first book where the characters came in so clearly of who they were, and they were just so fun. <laughs> I love that. I <laughs> I love that concept. I'm I'm here for it. So um we are we will include all of Isla's links as well so that you can go and check out the upcoming books that she's got coming out and the ones that she's already got out because you know who doesn't like just a quick, hot, fast, smutty romance book. <laughs> um and so Obviously, you're smashing out the books with three coming out this month. But what have you? What are you working on? Like, what's coming up after that? Like, what are you working on at the moment? Well, yesterday I just finished a like a bonus story for a bundle that I'm doing on Valentine's Day. So I'll be putting the first four books of the Dirty series, plus this one that I wrote called Dirty Revenge, which is a uh, he cheated on me so I'll sleep with his dad book. <laughs> I love that. I'm loving this. For sure. It's, yeah. And uh, yeah, so those five books will be put in a bundle on Valentine's Day. And then I kind of have... Uh, quite a bit planned for next year so after that will be I think an, another one of the hot wife books and then that's part of a, another series that I probably can't say much about because I'm not the one running it so <laughs> and then after that is a anthology um oh wait no before that is my second alien book which is the friend of the first alien book that I wrote so that'll be a enemies to lovers. He really doesn't like her. She doesn't like him that much either. But there's just this chemistry. And every time they argue, they somehow end up naked. And just a coincidence, <laughs> How <sure>. inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the anthology after that, my story. Uh, the anthology is like bad boy neighbors. Oh, so I'm loving all these tricks. Age gap, <laughs> age gap, grumpy neighbor, super hot, and kind of the like a you can't 
look but not touch but she like really wants to touch and so <laughs> she kind of goes over to him and um that's another short erotica <laughs> one as well that does end in an hea and then after that don't really know when this is gonna come out but i'm trying to write uh, my first full-length novel which will be about okay. a woman who has uh just turned 40 and she's single and she doesn't hasn't really dated in like 10 years so she decides to call up this uh, escort service just so she can have a date like just to hang out with someone and it, I'm it's titled the the boyfriend experience so it's basically about her just wanting to see what it's like having a boyfriend now and then of course they kind of fall in love <laughs> and um yeah it's really sweet I, I like this couple a lot I've written a bit of their book already and they're cute <laughs> uh Let's see. And then there are two other multi-author series that I'm running. One is another escort um, service series. And the other one is based in Canada, small town. And then I might have some other stuff that just will pop up because I have a hard time saying no to <laughs> project, to group projects and stuff. But that's basically... Oh my Those god, you have a busy year already planned. planned. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I have somewhat an advantage here because I did have like a head start a bit. Like I seem to have a bit of time plus a few stories next year are really short. So they'll be slightly easier. And it does help that I have a mind that goes all over the place. So I've kind of already, which is... <laughs> It could be convenient. It also is kind of annoying because I can't stick <laughs> yeah. to one thing to save my life. Yeah, I get that. I get that. <laughs> so what was it yeah. that inspired you to start writing and, and self-publishing? It's been a while and I have a bit of a crappy memory, so I'm not really sure. But I think I was listening to the Read Me Romance podcast and they talk a lot about... Um, uh, you know, if you want to start writing, like, you can, you don't have to, like, go to school for it. I mean, you can if you want to, but you have, if you have a story to tell, you can give it a go. And I guess 2020 was the year of just trying crap out and seeing what happens. <laughs> and so I wrote, I, I've been writing on and off for years, but I wanted to really try and finish this book but it was kind of hard trying to find the motivation to do it until I was um invited into a romance writers group which was like the best thing ever and then I managed to finish the book and I was gonna originally publish it on Wattpad because I didn't think like I didn't know what indie publishing was so mm -hmm. I thought it was just traditional publishing or I could do it on Wattpad um, and then 
and then the indie publishing on Amazon came up and I kind of got swept in it. Like I got so much advice that I thought, okay, so you set up an Amazon account. And and by the time I figured out what was happening, I was like a month before publishing the, <laughs> the file and it was up and it's like, oh, I guess now I'm, I'm like an indie published author now, I guess. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, yeah, and then after that, I kind of didn't stop because all these ideas started to come up of now, like I felt like I could do it and it just kept going on. I haven't really stopped. I don't have, yeah, I'm not sure I have an off switch right now or mm -hmm. at least it's broken maybe, but. <laughs> I mean, it's good. Like you're getting lots of books out. So, I mean, I'm sure people mm -hmm. are very happy <laughs> with your non-off switch. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I'm having a lot of fun writing these books. It's very nice. Absolutely. Do you um do you have a favorite romance author or book? Oh, I have a lot of favorite of all of that. Um I, the one that comes to mind is May Harden for fame uh favorite author. I think she's terrific like all her books I I don't have all of them but I read most of her books and she's the one that invited me into her group to start writing romance so I basically have a career because of her That's love awesome. about steamy and still have romance and they're terrific yeah and, that's, uh, that's awesome. I also really like um I've read only a few of her books, but Amy Dawes is really good. I've read her uh, Harris Brothers. Four of, well, it's a duet. Four of her hair cried in a book for a while. And <laughs> her her uh, Surrender and Dominate uh, duet kind of got me a little teary-eyed. But they're <laughs> so good for dark romance i really like uh katie robert mm. yep abel uh, her book abel was one of my favorite books and desperate measures is i mean the ending to that book is the best scene in a, in a book i've ever read it's incredible <laughs> i haven't read that yeah, but i'll write that Katie's down <clears throat> and we're just adding to our tbrs every time we talk to somebody it's something else to add on there <laughs> amanda gets really frustrated because i just i just find all these books and she's like they're not the ones you need to be reading this week i'm like okay she can't stay on point she doesn't have an off switch either she's just going on like jumping all over the place with her reading yeah <laughs> do you have a yeah, favorite I get into like binges sorry yeah, I get into like binge reading and then I stop reading and then I start again a while and it's all kind of random whatever I'm in the mood for. Mm. No consistency. That's exactly that's better. why that's I keep insane. changing the, yeah. So I keep changing the goals on Goodreads because I'll like get to my goal, but I'm like, but it's not the end of the year. I should probably move it up a bit. And then I don't read for months. So, <laughs> so hopefully this Christmas I'll be able to finish the, I think I moved it to 60 and I'm like 50 
two or something. <laughs> You'll get there. Oh, I've got a ton of books on my Kindle and my bookshelf is filled. I could do it like three times over if I <laughs> actually put in some effort. <laughs> I have faith in you. You'll get it done. You'll meet that goal. Do you have a favorite writing snack or drink? Uh, I get not really. I mean, I only drink water always, and uh, I I don't really snack while I write. I just mostly what happens is that I eat breakfast, I do a bunch of stuff that I don't need to do, and then I start writing <laughs> until I'm so hungry that I actually need to get up and eat something, <laughs> and then and then I eat. So there's not really any snacking it's it's I don't know what it is but most of the times when I'm able to write like like 2,000 words or something by the end I'm like it's five o'clock and I'm starving I've skipped lunch like what the hell <laughs> but um yeah so I would say no favorite snack and I like water I don't know if it's a favorite drink of mine I just <laughs> drink it because I don't really like anything else. I do drink juice, but that's more of a morning thing. Fair enough. That makes uh, sense. Now, you clearly have written quite a lot of tropes. Do you have a favorite trope that you like writing the most? Mm, I I guess I guess I really like age gap. <laughs> Just cuz I I mean, I think it's mostly just because of the older guy. So I don't really need an age gap, but because you can get the older guy and it's emphasis on the fact that he's older is what <laughs> I like. So um, <laughs> I, I think that know. would be it. A trope that... Yeah. I, I don't know what it is about age gap. No, go ahead. Like it's, it's so... I love an age gap. It's like my favorite thing. It took you a while though, Amanda, to get to that age gap part. But, mm. now, but now you're there. I'm into it now. Yeah, it took me a while to get into it, but I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. Another trope that I really, I haven't written it yet, but I really love the uh, enemies to lovers trope. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorites, age gap and enemies to lovers. 100%. Love that. All time. Love just that. The banter and the like the tension and they can't deny each other but they hate each other incredible <laughs> i just think it's Absolutely. so interesting i i think i saw some authors post this a while ago i think it's a tiktok video or something but um it was someone saying do you like age gap oh no do you like enemies to lovers romance or do you just like someone who has seen you at your worst and still likes you, loves yes. you. I think that might have been what they were saying. But it was like, yes, that's exactly what it is. Because God knows that in Enemies to Lovers, they don't generally act like that to everyone that they meet. It's specifically to that person. And you see yeah, a whole absolutely. new side of themselves. And it's lovely. 100%. Okay, mm -hmm. if you were a chair... 
What type of chair would you be and what celebrity would you like to sit in you? <laughs> wow. Um, didn't see that question coming. <laughs> um, I was a chair. Um, probably um, couch. I don't really know the names of different different chairs other than couch and chair. <laughs> uh, like kind of the one I'm sitting on, it's sort of like a couple feet wide, pretty deep. Uh, celebrity, just sit on the chair. Um, maybe Dwayne Johnson, just because I want to see how much of it he could fill. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, of course, they, like size on screen is like how much in person. Like, is he as big as he looks? Hundred percent. Next to this, this question just gets so. Many I love that. Different. I know. I love <laughs> the question because there's so many different answers and so so much diversity. I just <laughs> and the why though. The why... Yeah, I know, and the why. I love the the thought about what what purpose it has I love that (laughs) I think because when we originally started asking this question we thought we were going to get very different like responses but now I just don't I have no 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 idea what was the best okay now if you were a potato how would you be cooked another great question (laughs) um I mean, I don't really eat potatoes other than French fries, so it'll probably mm-hmm. be that. Cut up in mm-hmm. those stripes and deep fried and uh, depending yes. on your preference, you know, pour some vinegar or ketchup. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Yeah, I feel like there really is no wrong answer with the potato question. No. <laughs> no. I- I have gone down and Amanda, I just have to share them with her. So we have a joint TikTok account. So I I love potato talk. I get a lot of, um, and look, there's some really great potato recipes if anyone wants to jump on potato talk. Um, I just can't seem to like make them. It's very frustrating. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know. I've got to, anyway. I've got to try and yeah, she'll master it one day, then she can do her own one. Mm. <laughs> what was that? Roast potatoes. My sister makes roast, yeah, roast potatoes. With she, I mean, I haven't actually watched her make it, so I'm not really sure, but she puts potatoes and uh, mushrooms, peppers, and carrots and onions into a large pan and cooks them. I know it's 375. I don't know how long. Let me I write don't this down. know what she puts in it, but. And are they crispy? Um, well, I don't need the potato part, but they, I've, I've stuck my fork in it and it's very, it's soft more like, and mm. I think there might be paprika on it, salt and pepper. Mm. It seems like a basic. Yeah. yeah paprika kind of seems to recipe. be a core potato. I've noticed on potato talk, like <laughs> part ingredient. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, stay tuned. I'll let you know how I... I wonder if it's... Is it just for color or is it for taste? Because I put it on chicken too and I'm not sure unless I take like 
I eat the skin. I don't really actually taste any paprika. And when I do, it's incredibly bitter. And I'm not entirely sure if, like, yeah, do I just throw it just on for the color? Like, naked looking chicken? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just there to make it look a bit. <laughs> well, I'll keep everyone like posted on my potato. Oven make chicken. Yeah. When you <laughs> oven make chicken, it doesn't get crispy or brown or or any sort of color. It just kind of looks like you miss something or it's not entirely cooked. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's for show for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. What supernatural power would you like to have? So many options. Um, maybe teleportation because mm. I mean I don't like planes I I, ha- I mean I haven't been in one since I was like three but um, just the thought of planes being trapped in this metal tube going way too fast up way too high and you're trapped <laughs> there I don't really like that feeling I mean I'm not even in a plane and it, and it uh, fills me with anxiety so if I could teleport then I could avoid the entire thing Mm. yeah absolutely that's that's a common answer i i would love to be able to teleport as well mm. it would be convenient also, like uh we yeah yeah like i also get kind of car sick too so even, <laughs> like when we go to toronto it's like come back and it, it's so even going like on a 20 minute car ride it's on the way back that I feel like crap so it would be so much easier if I could avoid all that by just teleporting to the middle of Toronto to do what I need to do and for sure (laughs) yeah it'd be a real a real time saver Mm -hmm. okay do you have a favorite tv show or movie Yes and yes. So I think, I mean, I prefer TV shows over movies. I watch those more often. Um, It kind of depends on the genre, I would say. But if we're going for the supernatural things, I would say Supernatural <laughs> is my favorite TV show. I mean, it's the one I have the most of and... Like I got really, really into it. I mean, I've it. I just love that show so much. It's incredible. The fact that yeah. there's so much of it is also very nice. Mm-hmm. Are um, you team but I also Dean like, or team um, Sam? Uh, Dean. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> Except for <laughs> Demon Sam, though. Demon Sam was like right up my alley. Just something about yeah. He sort of had a dark hero or yeah, as opposed to like a demon Dean who was kind of no, he was he was like still Dean but kind of more with black eyes. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There was just something about Sam because he's got that whole golden retriever type of like personality and then he turns yeah, into yeah. like a demon and I was like, oh, I don't know who you are, but my God. <laughs> okay. You can stay a demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so Supernatural is one of my tough things. I also like, I recently rewatched this one, um, Orphan Black. Oh, yeah. One. It was on the BBC. Yeah. Yep. I mean, 
Yeah, that is uh, an incredible, like, very well-written show. And it's just, I love the characters and the storyline and everything about it is, I really enjoy that one, too. Yeah, absolutely. For, for favorite movies, uh, the, I would say it's a Canadian movie called Men with Brooms. And okay. it's about... <laughs> um, <laughs> this is what you get with Canadian comedy but it's about four guys their uh their coach their curling coach uh passes away and his ashes are put into a curling rock and his wishes is to be placed on the button which is the at the end of the curling with the little um dot in the middle of the end of the curling ring and so they enter this competition and they've been kind of estranged for each other for a while and it's a it's a kind of a heartwarming comedy getting back together very canadian i mean they get stopped in one scene on their way back from practice uh by a bunch of beavers <laughs> and they have to use their brooms to try and push them out of the way <laughs> Yeah, that, that's not where I thought this was going. I thought they were going to be witches or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> it definitely caught me off curling, guard. A 90s comedy movie about curling. <laughs> it, it's great. It's it's uh, that movie that I watch kind of when I'm not sure what to watch, but I want something that makes me happy, and that movie makes me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to have your go-to. you got to have your go-to to fall back on for sure. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are going to include all of Isla's links in the episode bio and also, sorry, episode description and also in our um, social media posts. So go and follow her um, and obviously check out all of her books because they sound amazing and very spicy, which, you know, everybody that's listening loves that. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can catch up with you again soon. Yeah. Thank you very much. This is an honor. Hi friends. We have another author spotlight and we're very excited to be talking to Addison Carter today. Welcome Addison. Hi. <laughs> so you are a steamy contemporary romance author from what you describe as sunny England, but I think we all know that's not true because you just informed us it's minus one degrees. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, thank you. I don't think I could live with that. Um, and you live with your small human and you love drinking tea, which I think is a pretty common thing over there, right? Yeah. Yeah. You will love tea. <laughs> So do you think if you didn't drink tea while living there, you would be exiled? Like, is that a genuine thing? Um, I would have said yes, but my best friend, who's like a bit further north than I am, hates tea, despises it. And no one's exiled her yet, but I think she's close. <laughs> so you're like, look, it is true, but I've unfortunately had to accept my best friend. Um, so that's just, <laughs> look, we would be exiled because we're not really tea drinkers mm-hmm. i mean beck drinks it every now and then but i'm just like a hundred percent no so yeah yeah i drink it if i'm like you know you feel a bit under the weather 
you just want something, I don't know, warm, but like not milky. <laughs> um, Wait, sorry. You don't put milk in your tea? Ew. You don't? No. Why? Is that a common thing? Yeah. I thought people put milk in their tea. No, that's like if you want like a white, like, tea. I know. Do you put milk in your tea, Addison? It depends what tea. <laughs> yeah, you just put water. What do you mean? I mean, my nan does put water in hers, but I just thought she was weird. Okay. All right. I'm learning things. <laughs> I just thought my grandmother was weird. <sighs> oh, Sorry, like, I thought it was because, you know, like in her generation, like maybe milk was expensive. So they just didn't put it in there. Yeah, probably from the war. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. So you have been writing for um, over a year and you started it to help with your mental health which I think is amazing because I think honestly, like that's probably like at least 90% of people that have started reading mm. <laughs> is for mental health. And it and it is really an escape. So I think either side of it, you're getting that opportunity to kind of express yourself and escape from your mind for a little while, which is brilliant. But now it's obviously become something you're insanely passionate about, which to be honest, like we're addicted to reading. So we can totally understand that. So do you want to speak a little bit about, you know, when you started writing and kind of how you made that decision to take that step into becoming a published author? Yeah. Um, I've always been interested in writing, but never thought that I could get published. And then I found out about self-publishing and I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Um, spoke with a few people and, yeah, it turned out that it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so I was like, well, I've got these stories sitting in my head. Let's get them on paper and publish it. Um, turned out that actually doing it was harder than it sounded. <laughs> it still was so much easier than trying to do it traditionally. I think and self-publishing then- is brilliant, isn't it? because it does open the door for so many more people to be involved and obviously for readers to discover so many more new authors as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. And it doesn't matter what your story is because somebody wants to read it. Absolutely. Well, I guess you have more control as well, don't you? Like a bit more freedom, yeah. Yeah, that was one of the reasons that I love it because I don't have somebody saying to me, like, you can't write that people don't want to read it because I'm going actually they do (laughs) yeah absolutely and also like I guess um going the traditional publishing route has a lot more kind of strict deadlines and things like that whereas I guess self-publishing you get to set those marks yourself which is helpful when you have you know children to look after (laughs) yeah it definitely is um I mean, I stress myself out with my own deadlines and then I remind myself that it's my deadline and I can change it. (laughs) Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about what books you've got available. I mean, you've got the Muse series and you're also a part of um, a romance anthology for bodily autonomy. So just tell, I guess, the people that are listening what they can expect from your books and what, you know, what might get them into reading it? 
uh, yeah, so the series is the Muse series and it's all music based. Um, there are going to be four in the end, but there are currently only two. They're all standalones, but they like loosely connect to each other. So you get mini crossovers that people love. <laughs> Absolutely. And then on top of that, there is the mini Muse series, which is a series of novellas that are like side character stories. I love so. a good side character story. Like how often do you come across a book where, you know, you want to hear more about them, but obviously like, you know, it doesn't need to be you a You don't full need a story. whole book, yeah. Exactly, but you can find out that little bit, that little snippet or just get that look into their lives. I I, I love that idea. Yeah, like in um, the first book in the series, Enchanted Lyrics, uh, you've got um, a couple like that were pre-made <laughs> before the beginning of the book and a lot of people saying, oh, they wish that they had the backstory of that and they wish they knew more about them. So that's sort of what led to me going, okay, well, maybe I could do a mini series of all of these little side characters that have something to say, but not too much to say. Absolutely, because you do get invested in the side characters, like as well, when they're well written like that. Um, you know, you, you're obviously following along with the main couple, but, there's, you know, you're also, yeah, you get invested with those side characters. and So getting to read about their backstories is fantastic. So what tropes are we looking at? You've got music, but what tropes specifically for the books? Um, well, the first one is second chance, um, sworn off relationships, reverse harem. Um, oh, yes. There's a bit of like, <laughs> Immediately she's like, okay. <laughs> Immediately, yes. Yeah. Um, it's, in the, well, in all of them, like the running theme is growth. Like there's always a lot of growth and a lot of heavy mental health topics. Um, that one is slightly lighter on that. The second book, um, Bitter If, is a lot heavier. Um, and that is Grumpy Sunshine, Age Gap. Um, yeah, he's a struggling musician. She's a bar owner. And oh, yeah, he really will be with her. <laughs> I really like when there's some honest components in books like mental health struggles and things like that, Mm. because I think, you know, everybody's got their struggles, whether they have, you know, completely diagnosed mental health issues or, you know, they've just got some mental health struggles. Um, I guess normalizing it and having it in, you know, things that you're reading makes you feel like you're seen a little bit more. So it's it's nice to see that in in books as well. Yeah, definitely. I've had somebody reach out to me and say that their sister was diagnosed with the same illness that the um, lead in Bitter If has. And she was like, I'm seeing my sister in a whole new light because of it. And it's really helped me understand her. And I was like, that's amazing. Mm. Absolutely. It's nice to be able to reach people through your writing, um, whether it's just because they enjoy the book or it's on a more deeper level in that regard. Um, And as you said, with that, in that respect, like a lot of the time with mental health, it's very hard to be able to understand it when you don't struggle with it yourself. So being able to read it in something you know, that is 
available and whatnot and it's showing it in a different light is is really nice as well because yeah understanding goes a long way to helping people that have those struggles too yeah definitely and what's your what book have you got in the anthology or what um novella I guess have you have you put in there uh the (coughs) novella in the anthology is called unexpected and it follows a journalist and her ex-boyfriend's dad (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i'm just just like so there for all of these these common theme at the moment too like i feel like i'm seeing everywhere it's like that thing where they're like well just remember, I may be old enough for you, but I'm also old enough for your dad type of thing as well. You're like, I think we fall within that age group now. I know, we're like, definitely I could in that date age you group. or your dad. Yeah, I know, we definitely are. <laughs> it resonates. It resonates, that's for sure. <laughs> and you kind of know when you get to that moment in your life too, actually. You're like, wow, it really, really... <laughs> And it hits you all at once, I think. Like you're sitting there and then you you're see like, something and you're like, oh, Oh, that's yeah. where I am. I am. <laughs> I'm at that point. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, absolutely. Um, so what are you currently working on then? That is a secret. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I have that's okay. at the moment. One is a secret. Um and the other is the third muse book um and it's very dramatic (laughs) (laughs) and when's that one due to come out i'm not actually sure yet i'm aiming for an easter release yeah but we shall see it's um it's just that one that i know is going to give me hell (laughs) the characters are annoying (laughs) yeah fair enough fair enough (laughs) um okay fantastic all right so we've got a secret and just letting you know like we do like special announcements so if you want to let us know (laughs) down the track when you when you're ready to announce it we're more than happy to take that on out of control I'm out of control but I do love a good I do love a good scoop (laughs) <laughs> I'm I held it ever. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, are we okay. ready for the fun questions? Absolutely. All right. Okay. Now, if you were going to have a sleepover and you could have three celebrities or we might even open it up to book characters as well, who would they be and what would they bring? Ooh. it's a tough one isn't it <laughs> so many options um I don't know why my mind went straight to Danny DeVito <laughs> and he would just bring himself I love these honestly we've got a couple of questions that we kind of just expected certain answers for but then when we started asking them the range of answers that we got I was like it's just amazing. I love that. And I also, think, 
my daughter has been obsessed with Matilda lately, so I've seen a lot of Danny DeVito. Yeah. I, I feel like that's my favourite answer probably to date. It was- I love it. <laughs> it was so left field. Yeah. Just be the best at a sleepover. Um, I don't know if you've seen the episode of Friends where he's a stripper. <laughs> because I would happily have him turn up in his little police. And he's so awkward as well. He's so awkward <laughs> no. in that episode. And I feel sorry for him. He would be the entertainment. <laughs> oh my god. I love this. I love this direction. Okay, and who else is coming along to this party to watch the strip show? To watch the strip show. Hmm. Well, now I'm really stumped. <laughs> um, you know, your mind just goes blank. And you're like, I don't know any people. <laughs> Are you a book lover? Like, do you read books as well as writing them? Yeah. Okay. So think of your favourite books and think mm. of the characters in there. Any, any takers from those? Or even books that you've written yourself. Oh God, I don't I don't want any of them. I've had to put up with them in my head. <laughs> um Max Steele oh. is definitely gonna be there. Yes, please. <laughs> Literally just the piercings. Is that all he's bringing? Oh. Yeah, that's all he's bringing. He doesn't need to bring sorry, the piercing <laughs> and his like sniper skills, because they are like insanely well, what sexy. What is he gonna be doing at this sleepover? I don't shooting care. people. <laughs> I don't care. I'm happy for him to shoot people because that is like insanely sexy. <laughs> he's just gonna be up on the roof. <laughs> and for anyone that hasn't read it, we're talking about Max from the Madison Kate series by Tate James. And if you haven't read it, you must. Uh-huh. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And yeah, he's going to protect us because, you know, obviously, like, just in case there's a siege or something like that. Yeah. Like all of his raging fans will turn up and he's going to have to 100%. Yeah. They you know that his fans are going to be like like full on. Well, I think maybe Danny DeVito's fans because they will find out he's stripping. This and is then, true. Yeah, this they'll, is true. they'll want to you're going to have two completely different type of fans. Yeah. Like two completely different type of fan groups. So someone's going to have to referee that. It's going to be Max. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 100%. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is the most interesting sleepover, honestly. I feel like I need a girl, but do I? (laughs) No, you don't have to. It can be completely weighted. It depends on your preference. What about celebrity crushes other than Danny DeVito, obviously? James McAvoy. James McAvoy, okay. Yep. And I don't even know what he'd bring. <laughs> I saw him on Great British Bake Off a while back. He did a like, stand-up cancel one and he baked awful cakes, but I'd want him to bring them. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a... It's a raging party at this point. So, I mean, it doesn't matter whether the cakes are bad. Um, I think it's just, it's a win. Uh-huh. I'm loving this. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. So this is a little bit simpler. Does pineapple belong on a pizza? Absolutely not. 
What? <laughs> what? My dick was blown. Pineapple. Oh my god, I love pineapple. And Hawaiian is my favorite pizza. So I, I can appreciate that if you like pineapple, yes. then sure. I can't stand pineapple in general. So <laughs> it's so funny though, because my husband loves pineapple, like loves it. But he flat out refuses to have it on a pizza. Like when we order pizza, we if it's on there, it has to be removed before. Like he won't even get it to pick it off later. It has to be removed prior to from the ingredient list. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Literally when I order his pizza, it's like, can I get the super supreme but no pineapple? <laughs> I don't get that. I just can't. I yeah. can't fathom that. Yep. Even okay. like I can't fathom this right. My sister-in-law, she she gets the pineapple can right. She takes the pineapple pieces out and then she pours the pineapple juice from the can and drinks it like a glass of pineapple juice. But I just don't. Yeah. What yeah, do I mean? can't. I'm not there for that. Of course you drink it. What are you talking about? Yeah, I like pineapple juice, but I just don't know. I don't feel like the one that's been fermenting in the can that whole time. I don't know. It's just in my head. I can't. How is it different together. to being in a car? I don't know. Container. I don't know. It just is. It just wow. is. Look, we're sorry. Sorry, everyone. This is this podcast. This episode is just off the shop tonight. <laughs> oh, I don't even know. Sorry, Addison. You've really come in on on a weird vibe. <laughs> okay. If you could pick one character from a book you have read or wrote, who would you be? Ooh. I'd be Madison Kate. Yes. But at the same time, have you read the Hades series? Because I feel like I'd really like to be Hades, right? Like I do, I do love the fact that she literally has so much respect that she's just like anybody that comes onto Hades territory, there's no fighting there. Like everybody just knows it. They just know it. They're just like, you just don't fuck with Hades. Like uh, I'm there for that vibe. Yeah. Have you read the Guild series as well? I'm yeah. also there for the Denny I'd vibe. Have to be Denny. But the fact that like even they don't fuck with Hades. Even they don't. Exactly. I and I mean, they're, they're like next level crazy and they're still like, no, we're not going to step onto Hades territory. <laughs> we don't mess with her territory. I'd want to swap like Lucas out though. <laughs> What he no, yeah, hundred percent. He's a stripper. He's got stripper moves, and he is extremely well endowed. You know, and you can tell. You can tell that he's got the pleaser vibes as well. So you just know, like it's going to be good. Swapping him out. This is really tough. Like I'd either swap him out for. Let's roll our eyes at Beck, everybody collectively. (sighs) Definitely steal or Leon. Like I would swap him out one of them and you know that would be an epic hero but he's already in like leon and steel are already in their own sections okay zed and steel and leon i don't think zed and steel would be oh no those three together they would combust i mean they would do your head in yeah they would not lead to a (laughs) successful relationship that's for sure but you'd have a good time (laughs) that's only because you're a masochist and we've already established this many times over that's why you would like that particular combination 
I'd love it actually also I don't know if you've read Valanchek have you read yeah and (laughs) and um and when steel comes out onto the balcony and he's just a little smarty pants I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't read it because it's only recent, but like he comes out and he just has like a one-liner on the balcony. That's just like such a steel one-liner. He's just like such a smarty pants and you're just like, I know I love him, but like, love him so much. Oh, but yeah. Could you just like all the one-liners you'd be getting from all three of them? Cause Beck cannot, still cannot get over the fact that Zed says dinner's ready. Dinner's ready. <laughs> By far. My favorite quote in history. And it's so simple, but I love it (laughs) because it's the moment that it's said. You're just like, oh. Mm. (laughs) Just ignore her. Done. Do you have, she's having a mini orgasm over here. I really am. I'm just even thinking about it all over again. I feel like I need to do a reread. Do you have any writing rituals? Um, I can't write without a cup of tea. <laughs> I have to have a fresh cup of tea. <laughs> Love that. And so are we restocking it throughout the day when it, like, finishes? Do we need to restock or it's just enough to start with a cup of tea? Oh, no, restocking all day. <laughs> all day long it's a fresh one every time it runs out. Yeah. Yep. Okay. cap at, like, five. <laughs> I love that. Um, I think that's my main thing, um, that I have to have the tea and a decent playlist. Yes. Yeah. Playlist is important. Yeah. I don't put them together because I'm lazy, but I listen to Bex because she has like six hours worth of playlists and um, I just, you know, go off her vibe. It's easier for me. And who knows what that vibe is going to be. It's, I guess we could explain her vibe as eclectic. Um, (laughs) You know, you could start with something sweet and then in the next song will be like hardcore rap. You just don't know what you're going to get. So it's quite, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. And do you find you're right? What? When, When I'm driving, like I just never know like what I'm going to get. Honestly, Addison, it's scary sometimes. <laughs> but in saying that, I appreciate the effort that she puts into it because then I don't have to do it. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you find that you're better at certain times of the yeah, day? I write a lot better at night. I'm a night person too. I'm definitely not as productive in the morning. Like I'm definitely not a morning person at all, no. which really sucks when you have kids because you don't have a choice. Yeah, I literally got her up this morning. I was like, right, school, you go to school and then I'm just going to chill. And maybe have another nap, like, because I did not need to be up that early. But to be clear. You always want to be up so early. I know. It's like, Why? Why? But, you know, then you know they're going to get to the teenage phase and they're never going to want to be awake when you want them to be. So you, I guess you can get your revenge at that point in terms of waking them up. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We will include um, Addison's links um, to her Amazon page and Instagram in our episode bio as always. Um, And go and check it out because her books sound amazing and we can't wait to see what you've got coming up. I'm really happy that you had me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.